0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: You know the difference between hockey and those other sports? got to be tough
0: to be a hockey player. I idolized Dominic Kaschuk. I played goalie because of Dominic Kaschuk. My life in hockey has been started because of Sabres hockey. I didn't need playoffs this year. I wanted it, but I didn't need it. But when you screw up for the fans as much as the team has over the last, like, five years, and just don't hold yourself accountable, I'm sorry, I'll hang up and listen, I'm sorry. Welcome to Two Goalies, One Mike, an in-depth look and behind-the-mask conversation about the greatest game on earth, where everything goes and nothing's off-limits.
1: Now I'll tell you something about this guy.
0: This is only three minutes, eh? Whammo! Welcome, everybody, to I'll Hang Up and Listen, brought to you by Outlet listen place to buy a case. Over on Georgia Boulevard for all your same Sabres game night needs, game day needs, and of course your needs for the Super Bowl tomorrow. Get over to Outlet Liquor. Uh and as uh as uh as I go through my shtick there in the beginning, Peanut Gallery is already uh filling up. Mauricio's already coming in hot. Uh yeah, definitely a lot to talk about. Um yeah, I wish I could say that blame you know blame the long layoff you know for that performance they had they had a rough one too uh their last game going into the all-star break but I mean other teams had long layoffs too and I I think that was probably by far the worst game by any single team in the league coming off the all-star break I mean you had eight total shots after two two periods of play uh against another team coming off a layoff like it, it just it, there's no excuses for it um, goaltending looked horrendous, even though he, he came up with some big saves, uh, you know, to try and keep him in the game when it was four, two, um, but just top to bottom, there's really nothing to find a silver lining in, uh, tonight, Connor or today, Connor.
1: Yeah, it was really embarrassing. Um, I was talking with a few people right at the end of the second period. That might be the worst period of Sabres hockey I've seen in years. Uh, that was just it was bad effort, but for the most part, it just it comes down to execution. They they weren't able to generate anything. There were no Nothing. legitimate scoring chances. There were there was no rush. They couldn't get themselves out of the neutral zone. Uh, Calgary, I think, obviously had a pretty good plan in place, and teams have done that to the Sabres this year. They they understand what they want to do. They want to run and gun. They want to get up the ice. They want to transition with speed. Um, and bigger physical teams like that, who also do have some skill, uh, have been able to slow down the Sabres a little bit this season. Um, in certain games they've been able to figure it out. Um, but I think this is, it's, I'm really at a loss for words with trying to compartmentalize everything that happened after the Sabres went up to nothing. Um, it was just, it was a abysmal result and it leaves you wondering where do they go from here? Um, Something's gotta happen, of course, and I we'll get into this discussion about moves that need to be made. But uh yeah, that was just an uninspiring effort and a lot of questions need to be asked.
0: Yeah, and and to that to that point, um the trade deadline's a hot topic right now. Um, as I told you before coming to the show, I was getting into it with somebody on, on the Twitter machine and essentially saying that, you know, why you should be the GM. You wanna give up assets to make this team better now they're bad now, i don't think the team is bad uh, are they overachieving at times yes absolutely but i think you have a good core here and the playoffs aren't out of the question even after that performance um you gotta kind of dust yourself off here it sounds cliche and get right back into it um but if you're don Granado after that second period like you gotta be, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I condone that type of style of coaching, but you gotta be throwing garbage cans or something in the locker room to fire them up. They looked like they were skating in the mud uh, or sand, or how do you want to board it? Uh, that entire second period, like th- their feet were not underneath them. Maybe the whole team shouldn't have been boozing, you know, <laughs> during their All Star break. I mean, I, I say that lightly because every team's a t- entitled to have some time off to themselves, hundred percent. But it literally looked like a team that spent a full week in the sun, boozing it up for sure. Like without a doubt, that looked like a team that had spent a good part of their time off uh, doing damage to their bodies. And uh, I don't know, man. Like I said, I've been a big advocate of making sensible, a sensible deal or two at the deadline to give this team a chance. Because personally, I think another second half collapse does this franchise a lot more harm than it does good. I really do believe it. I think you have the fans back. Um, they're engaged again. They want to be at games. Like they had a pretty good turnout from the looks of it on TV for the most part. Uh, you know, today, um, I know it was like a kids' day or something like that. Regardless, they looked like it an okay turnout. Like this time last year, like you were lucky if you had 8,000 people in that state, in that arena. You were lucky to, to be at 50% capacity. You're you're, you're nearing 14,000-plus again, um, digging yourself out of the basement in terms of attendance, and the last thing this organization needs is another second-half collapse. You just just can't justify it. So if that means parting ways with a first- or a second-round pick and a roster player to bring in a guy with some term left, uh, that's going to help you team. I I don't even care if you lose in the first round. I do not care get this team to the playoffs, get this fan base to the playoffs. Like I'll tell you right now, like this city for that week and a half will be absolutely fucking electric again. It will be. And to to think that you should stand put when you're this close again and not do anything is it's honestly, it's just, it's poor management.
1: Yeah. They absolutely need to do something. Um, I was just looking at the Sabres home record, uh, 11, 14 and two at home. Uh, That's just unacceptable. I, I don't know how they don't get up for home games, especially a game like this. You mentioned, I mean, Sabres three to four best players were down in the Bahamas all week. It looked like it was an actual hangover um,
0: really? Really?
1: Aside from the first five minutes when they were probably excited to be back. The Tage goal was unbelievable. Even middle stat came through with a nice goal. Um, But Aside from those two scoring chances, they didn't. They didn't have much. Um, and it might be the best time to go on a Western road swing right now. Um, the Sabers yeah. have played well in the past. I've gone to a lot of games out here in LA in the past seven years, and they typically play play the Kings well. And the Kings have always been pretty good. Um, so Monday night, seven thirty game out here. Um, I'll be there. And after that game, it's made it a lot less exciting, unfortunately. But this team has played significantly better on the road this season. Um, Thankfully, the Ducks will be after that, and the Ducks look absolutely horrible. They conceded 60 shots to the Penguins last night. Uh, Mm. Gibson was unbelievable. He set a franchise record, I think, with 53 or 54 saves, and they still lost 6-3, to Um, which like one of my beer league games, to be honest. Um, But, yeah, it it may be coming at the right time. I think this group kind of thrives on being together, uh, being underdogs being in a controlled environment uh, for some reason they can't get up for these home games which just doesn't make sense to me and they have it in in full buildings but it looked like today was a full building um yeah, look pretty so cool. yeah I, I think obviously to switch up the culture um to switch to just kick kick them in the butt a little bit anything in the bottom six any type of defenseman I think the goaltending is what it is and it's going to, you're going to be hard pressed upon a goaltender at this time of year, unless it's Demko. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, something absolutely has to be done because you could lose this fan base pretty quickly. Um, yes. you, start, you you started to gain it back. Uh, this is the most promising the Sabres have been in seven to seven, to eight or nine years. Um, so these next couple of weeks, it's, it's incredibly important and we'll, we'll see what Kevin does.
0: Yeah. I, I, uh... And again, you don't have to make moves like groundbreaking moves, right? You don't have to go out and get Jacob Chick. And in fact, I mean, I'm not trying to to validate or justify going to get Jacob Chick. Would it be nice? Sure. But if you're looking to make moves and I'm not sure defensively, um, I know of some guys, you know, how they're coming along in the pipeline defensively, but I know Ryan Johnson's a big question mark. I know he's, he's, he's a higher end prospect but it's a big question mark whether or not he's going to sign at the end of this college season. Um, I I don't know. I'd be totally willing to make a deal for Jacob tricker and have him for the next two years, knowing that defensively maybe you don't have, you're not as deep in the pipeline as you are up front. Um, Again, I'd have to, I'd have to look and see how players are thriving in junior and and, and back in in Rochester. I'm not familiarized with that, but, um, but again, go get a guy like Luke Shen, Luke Shen, $850,000 contract. You know, you see kind of what it might cost to get a guy like him. Um, maybe a third round pick at most. I can't see it being more than that. Um, I I'd be all for that. All for that. He's a big body, tough defenseman. He's a guy you can, he can be, uh, to power what Samuelson is the Darlene maybe. You know, if you pair them together, if if you can make it work, um. Again, I, I just I, you need something on that second pairing because Henry Yoki Haru and Jacob Bryson and whoever else you decide to flop. Besides Clague, those guys aren't working. Those guys aren't working. If you want to be a playoff team, and I, as I said earlier, playoff hockey is a different brand of hockey. Um, it's not. It, it's. It, it is it about being the more skilled team? Absolutely. But it's also about being the more physical team who wants it more, who's willing to do whatever it takes to, to to get there. And if you're not that team physically, you're gonna get dummied in the first round. You are. And here, I'm not. I don't mind losing in the first round, but don't, but but don't lose in emba- like in an embarrassing fashion in the first round where you're just get completely out. You know, out not just outplayed, but out physically embarrassed. Um, and I think they need to get tougher a hundred percent. They need to get tougher. And again, that second line with cousins, Quinn and Paterica. outs Quinn and Paterica. They disappear too often. They do. Like you can't have Dylan cousins constantly carrying that line. You have to find it. If those two can't pick up the slack or, you know, carry their own weight, you have to bring in somebody who can't, who, who, who can, who can slot in there next to cousins, maybe a Brock Besser, uh, or a Timo Meyer. um, who can, you know, make that a legitimate, consistent second line, or go find a centerman who can make other wingers on this team better and slide that second line down to your third line. You know, much like, not not exactly, much like the way we were in 05, 05 to 07 with Max, Roy, and Vanek. You know, that was your third line for two years. It's not an indictment against them. It's more being deeper in the, in, in, in the best possible position down the middle. That, that's just my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, I just looked at the hits for the game day. It was twenty-five to eight, Calgary. Um, huh. I think. Uh, I think that tells you all you, you really need to know. Uh, they were completely out muscled. Uh, what was the shot count?
0: I, I, I didn't look in the third period at the end.
1: The the shot total ended up oh. being uh, forty to twenty-three, uh, which is just like I think it's way worse than that. Uh, it was thirty oh. to four at one point. I think uh, yeah. at one point in the second period it was thirty to four. Um, I think the lack of physicality has a lot to do with that. Um, they couldn't get the puck deep. They couldn't establish a forecheck. Him- Even in the power play, I, I think it's been a consistent issue when they try to carry the puck into the zone. Uh, other teams just tend up to line up two forwards, maybe one defenseman right on the blue line, and they're able to stop them almost immediately every single time. The power play has been horrible. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot wrong right now and is excited – and as optimistic as we were after that road trip uh, leading into the Hurricanes game.
0: Where they really took, what was it, seven, eight points? Yeah. Turn turn
1: it 180 degrees after the Hurricanes and, and the Flames game. Um, this team, you can clearly see, as you mentioned with Paterk and Quinn, they're young and they disappear. Um, as promising as they were earlier in the season, uh, and at times they have been since, uh, their games aren't quite there yet. Um, I've had friends mention to me that they'd be they'd be fine with seeing Quinn go uh, in a potential deal, whether that be for Meyer or Chickren or anyone else. Um, yeah, Kevin's got to take a hard look at everyone not named. Tage, Skinner, Tuck, Cousins, Darlene, Power, Samuelson. Like, you got to look at the rest of the roster. Uh, maybe not a, a post on Gergensons because they fill a role and they're the only guys that really do have a level of physicality on the team. but everybody else you got to look at with a fine tooth comb and you see like is this are these guys going to help us get to the playoffs this season and not only this season moving forward when the window is going to be wide open for this team to compete yeah. or at least it should be um so yeah you, you really got to got to take a hard look at this cuz otherwise it, this could get ugly really really quick
0: yeah i'm looking now i'm watching some of these goals uh you know Dennis Gilbert buffalo buffalo uh area kid Getting, getting a goal tonight. I'm sure his family was in attendance. they guys always do
1: that for some reason. Yeah. Back to Buffalo and they always score. It's yeah. an obvious one, but I feel like it happens pretty often.
0: I remember Kane's first game uh, against Buffalo was rookie season in Buffalo. Uh, he scored so fast off the opening draw. His dad wasn't even in the seat yet. His dad didn't even see yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, some of these goals, UPL played terrible. I mean, yeah. Did I mean, I, game. Did he get help? No. But there were there were some saves out there that you look at and you're like, those are shades of the UPL I knew from last season.
1: There were a few soft ones for sure. The Gilbert one specifically. Um, later in the game, like
0: I don't – Only one that was bad.
1: Yeah, I, but 5-2, not eight minutes left in the third period. We've all been there. Uh, at that time, you're not necessarily as motivated as you were earlier in the game. Obviously, the Gilbert one is huge. I think the third goal where it went in between his arm – Obviously, yeah. any goalie will will be upset with that. You, you got to keep it tight. You got to yeah. control the rebound.
0: Gotta steal you got
1: to seal the ice. Yeah, um, but that's the guy that the Sabers have anointed as the number one goalie. Uh, obviously, yeah. he's exceeded expectations this season, and he's kind of come into his, his own a little bit. But you got to look at that too and be like, "Hey, like this may not be as sure as we thought it was the past few weeks." Um, yeah, you, gotta, you maybe give Camry a shot on Monday night, or maybe Anderson for some stability. I wouldn't be surprised if they go Anderson on Monday, to be honest. Um,
0: against the, against the Kings.
1: It's, it seems like he's provided them a little bit of a reset every single time they've, they've thrown him in, whether it's his. his, his good. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's had a relatively good season and we're talking for a 41 year old. So I hope he's in that, to be honest. I, I really hope they, they play him against the Kings because the Kings can come hard. They generate a lot of chances. Fiala and Kempe have had amazing seasons. Mm. Um, they have a pretty solid defensive core. Their, their goaltending is also not that good. But, yeah, I really hope they go with Anderson on Monday.
0: Yeah, um, Anderson or Comrie for sure. Um, Comrie was his last performance. That was the Jets. The Jets, and it was a win. Yeah. It was a 3-1. Well. I think it was a 3-1 win or it was a 3-2. He played very uh. well.
1: Yeah, it was, it was 3-2. Sabres were up 3-0 for, yep.
0: for the game. They got a yeah, you thought he was going to pull the goose egg out and, yep. uh, in the third period they gave up, too. Uh, we'll check in on the peanut gallery. No comment, loss for words, no back checking, no support, poor puck management, no hitting, no physical presence. no grit. Sabres, forwards, including Cousins, Quinn and Krebs, could become amateur pasty turnover. Pastry turnover.
1: Lots to unpack there. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll correct, though, to be honest. Yeah,
0: he's not wrong. He's not right. wrong.
1: It was a really, really poor performance, poor effort, everything U, about
0: it. UP looks shaky, poor position, needs to stand taller. follow and scope the puck. Let Comrie take goal next few games. UPL has lost confidence. Hold their defense and forwards accountable. Be a leader. Um, again, in terms of the confidence thing, I don't know yet. Um, if we see another a performance like that, then I would start to think that. But uh, definitely UPL, again, left a lot to be desired tonight. And I think he goes into the locker room knowing that. You know, it wasn't. You know, obviously, it's not just on him, but yeah. he didn't do what he needed to do to get them a win tonight. Um, the, the entire room has
1: to take a look in the mirror. After yeah, they're, they're, they'll probably fly out tomorrow. Maybe they'll they'll take the night to decompress a little bit. Uh, but you got to turn the page pretty quickly because if you don't get, like you said, four or six, five or six on this on this Western road mm-hmm. swing, then you may be out of it pretty quickly. The Capitals are playing the Bruins today uh, on the road, so mm-hmm. hopefully that. Is a loss for the Capitals uh, and the Sabers. Still, yeah, have
0: you need, it. you need to gain some points back with the with the with the back-to-back uh, back back losses. Over
1: by any means, but if they keep showing, yeah. if they keep putting out efforts like that, it'll be over
0: probably. With, by March. with Pittsburgh winning six to three late last night, and then you, you need you need Washington to lose one against. Uh, you said they're playing they're playing the Bruins right now. In the Bruins right now. Okay, yeah, we won't, we do have a score on that.
1: Uh, let's see.
0: You and would we, hope that the Bruins come out with a win there. 0, zero uh,
1: five minutes into the game. Okay. Uh, I mean, they are unbelievable at home, uh, and they yeah. have been all season, um, and the Capitals have been shaky. So, yeah, yeah. That, that would be helpful. That would be at least a little bit of a silver lining going into Monday.
0: But, um, yeah. yeah,
1: you have all the help you can get, and you got to look in the mirror after that one and do the exact opposite.
0: Exactly. Um, Jeffrey Jenks, if GM uh, – if, you know, Kevin Adams – Doesn't address a lack of physicality by the trade line. I'm not going to be a happy camper. I I agree. Like you're, you're too soft. I'm not saying this is a soft team, but in terms of the team, the makeup you like, again, it's great to feel the vibes that that's a new buzzword, right? Vibes. Oh, they have the vibes. Like, I'm glad that we all feel like this team has the vibes, the right vibes you want in your locker room. That's fantastic. Great. I'm happy about that. But business hockey is business. And business is winning games and winning games gets you to the playoffs. Um, If you get this to to the playoffs physically, they're going to get dominated. Yeah. They're too small, too young. Um, not to, not to say that I wouldn't be happy with, with a playoff appearance, maybe one or two playoff wins, but at the end of the day, like you just don't want to be embarrassed physically. And right now, I mean, Labushkin was brought in the offseason to be kind of a physical presence that blew on. He has, he had one moment uh, in today's game, but he hasn't really been the same guy since that early season injury. No, like he just hasn't been.
1: It seems like he's getting injured every time he throws yeah. a big hit, too. And aside from him, it's Dahleen, Oposo, and Gergettson's. And Cousins. Probably, and Cousins. Yeah, every now and then. But yeah, there aren't so <laughs> many guys that are willing to lay their body on the line. And I don't want Tage doing it. No, well, like I don't necessarily want Tuck throwing his body around. Like those guys have filled their role all season, and that's generating scoring chances and, yeah. and the net. But and you got yeah. to bring someone in on the bottom six or on the decor that can throw their body around because right now no one else is doing it.
0: And, and here's the thing, like, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit. You know, the makeup of this team and the good contracts that Kevin Adams has some of these guys locked into. Um, it's great that you like right now you have three of your core pieces in Samuelson. Uh Tage and Cousins, you have them locked in until 2030 at less than a 20 million dollar cap hit. I think it's like 18.5, 1875. That's unbelievable. Like you're possibly I, I personally think Samson's already outperforming his contract. Personally, yeah. He's giving really? you top top pairing, and that's he's and he's and I, I personally believe that he's a big reason why Dolly is having the season He's having because Darlene has finally how? <coughs> Excuse me. Donaline has finally found that compliment to him to his game, where it gives him the ability to take more chances and be the defenseman that got him drafted first overall. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, to your point, you don't want two of those three guys always having to be the one that answers the bell or be the physical presence. Like I love it that Samuelson's a physical guy and he should be, but Dylan Cousins. You just got done paying him, you know, an eight, a seven year extension, uh, for seven points over seven million dollars a year. You don't want him having to be the guy that has to go in there and throw affairs with somebody, uh, whenever you have to stick up for a teammate. You like, I, I just, you know, Darlene, the same thing. Like, you see Darlene do it too. I love the chippiness out of Darlene, but even today, a couple of times it was like uncalled for. Like, don't put yourself in those positions, yeah. Um, I know that's why, you know, and again, I know the buzzwords of grit and playing with sandpaper. That's what they are. They're buzzwords, but they they hold a lot of weight in most conversations, at least for me. Uh, I, 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 this team needs that. Like I, 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 I think I might've mentioned this last time I was live with you, or maybe it was recently with a friend, but this team is in desperate need of a forward like Keegan Colasar. Like he would be a perfect fit on a team like this, a guy who can go out there. He's not going to give you a ton of scoring. Like he's not, you know, maybe he, maybe a little bit less than what Casey Middlestack gives you. But he's going to go out there and he's going to make teams second-guess every time they're out there. And they're going to make, they're going to make second-guess second about getting physical with your star players. You know, it, Just because you're, you you want guys, doesn't mean you want to bring them in to be, a, to be an enforcer or a fighter. But you want to keep other teams honest. And that's what guys like that do. Um, I don't, I'm not advocating going to get friggin' uh, Ryan Reeves. I don't want Ryan Reeves. Yeah, I want a guy who's going to go out there and play like a Nick DeLaurier or a you know a Keegan Colasire. So players like that that are going to keep other teams honest and make them second guess every time they go into a corner or along the wall for a puck battle, or you know are going to you know bust you in the mouth if you try and take liberties with liberties with their your goaltender or make it a harder time for you in front of your own net. Like that's what this team needs. And when I think be getting more physical. That's what I want. And then I've obviously, again, I, I can't overstate enough. They need help on their blue line. Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's pretty, it's pretty apparent right now. Uh, Olafson and, and middlestad aren't going to do that for you. Can you imagine them in the playoffs? Um, it's just, it's not going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got skill guys on the third line and it, it doesn't hurt sometimes, but at the same time, like you need that level of grit. You need that level, level of physicality and the Sabres haven't had that for a long time. So of course, like, yeah, that obviously needs to be looked at. Um, the defense in the same vein, uh, Yoki, Haru and and Bryson? Are just,
0: they're getting, they're getting, like,
1: getting uh, dummy. Um, they have no puck awareness. They can't move non,
0: them. They non, can't non, them. Non, non. It's so infuriating.
1: <laughs> it's really bad. And they might've known that going in, like, obviously it's, it's a relatively weak third pairing, um, but they're getting exposed on a level that's just unsustainable moving forward. Um, did they was, have,
0: did they have playing with power today?
1: Um, so it must've been, so it was and Dalling and Samuelson power.
0: Lately it's been obviously Yoki. How are you? Yeah. I don't know. Let's see. Let's like see. to start the season, I think they wanted that guy to be Labushkin. And I think, uh, in the beginning of the season for a small, season, Labushkin, yeah. but he just hasn't lived up to that bill to be, yeah, that- it, might,
1: it might've been Labushkin, but either way, um, it's just not cutting it right now. Like no. you look at a team like the Bruins, they're they've been good for a long time, um, obviously, but this season specifically, they're just perfectly constructed. Um, yeah. all, all of their defensemen have a little bit of skill, but they also have physicality. They have four lines that can both create chances and stop the other team. Um, they're on a points setting record pace for a reason. I think the new coach is helping a little bit. Uh, Montgomery is. Thankfully, he cleaned himself up, but yeah, it's it, if you watch them and the way that they play, of course, that's a level that's unrealistic for the Sabres to aspire to right now, but that's the model, and that's the team that you're going to be chasing for a long time. They're not going to go away anytime soon. They have a culture there. They have a level of commitment to that style of play that, gosh, they were in the, the Stanley Cup final in 2011, and I don't think they've missed the playoffs since, um, so it's – it's a long road up to the top, to the mountaintop for the team. And right now, like, you don't have to think about it at that point, but like you at least have to look at that and be like, what can we do to get even a tiny bit closer to that? And uh, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens, but that's, that's the model.
0: Yeah. You know, and to your point about the Bruins, I mean, like you look at all these teams, man, you look at the Bruins, you, you you look at, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay lightning, the Colorado avalanche, I mean, even though they haven't gotten past the first round in a fucking two decades or whatever it is, uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, the Capitals, like their sustained success, um, you know, is you you find those core guys you, you you keep like you know for the Bruins, it's always been Marsh and uh, you know uh, Bergeron. Now Pasternak, you know, I'm assuming they lock him in. There's no way they let him walk, right? He's, he's gonna he's gonna get like 11 a year. Yeah, it's gonna be insane. And, you know, the the core guys that they've kept around with 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 Tampa, it's always been Stamkos, Hadman, uh, 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 Braden Point, uh, Kucherov. You you lock in those core guys, Vasilevsky. You know the 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 you know the obvious names in Colorado with McKinnon, you know, Gabriel Landis, Cog, you know, Cal, now it's Cal McCarr. Um, and they're and continuously building around them and the Blackhawks in their heyday when they were winning cups, like y- 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 you lock those guys in much like Kevin Adams is um, at discount, uh, honestly locking them in early and not always having to rely on the draft to be it like, again, you want, you want to build through the draft, but when you get yourself to a point, you don't value the, your first or second round picks as much as you used to. Right. Yeah. Like look at what, look at what constantly Tampa Bay has been able to do at the deadlines, like constantly. And not, not saying you have to go out and get rentals. Like, don't know. I don't want rentals. This team, unless again, I go back to Luke Shen, who's a guy who's a very low cost rental. Like that's a guy who might be able to help you now. And if he likes the makeup of the team and likes the direction they're going in at the end of the season, maybe he wants to come on and sign for like another two-year deal because I think he's like 33. Like I'm not, we're not the market for a rental, but there are deals out there to be had with teams like a Vancouver that's obviously looking to sell pieces, Arizona who's very much in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, Montreal very much in the in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, teams that might have guys with term that are willing to sell off their their pieces for assets as long as you're willing to, and this being the last year that you can really weaponize your cap space with the cap expecting to go up in the future. Um, If there ever was a time to do it now is the time. And I, I, you know, you look at you look up and down this roster, who, who, who's staying and who's going.
1: I mean, as we discussed those 10 names that are untouchable, I think obviously you look at it staying, but everybody else, everybody else on the roster you look at and be like, I don't I don't know if they're going to help us in the next – not only next two months, but next two to three years. Uh, okay. Middlestat and at this point, like, nice goal from Stats today. He does that every so often, but there's no consistency and there's no defensive physicality to his game whatsoever. No, no. Um, Olsen, obviously, like, he's he scored goals recently, but that's about all he does. Mm-hmm. And if he's not doing that, then what is he offering? I don't think he had a shot on goal today. No. Um, Tyson, Tyson Jost is I, – I mean – I think he's been sort of a revelation, but that's the mold of the type of guy this team needs. Um, You mentioned Toronto hasn't made it out of the first round in however many years. I don't think there's any coincidence to that. And I kind of fear that the Sabres are built, at least in their current form, they're built way more like the Maple Leafs than they are the Bruins. Um, And if they continue along the same trajectory of keeping all these skill guys up and down all four lines, uh, the defense only has one or two guys that can throw a hit and a below average goaltending, you're going to turn in the Maple Leafs. You're going to have Tage Thompson as your Austin Matthews. You're going to have Alex Tuck as your Mitch Marner. You're going to have Jeff Skinner as your Alex Nylander. And you're going to get to the first round and you're going to get dummy by a bigger, faster, just as skilled team. And then nothing's ever going to happen. So <laughs> you look at the Leafs too. Like, of course, like yeah. they're good. They're exciting. They're fun. But – if you take the pulse of their fan base, they're all pissed. They all know what's gonna happen. Um, so it's it's a warning sign for for where the Sabres are right now. And yeah, it, it's um, it's you could do anything to to make it not that at the deadline. So
0: hopefully they do. I'm only gonna disagree with you in this sense just because those guys are locked into such like expensive yeah. deals. That's for sure. Where yeah. uh, you know, Austin Matthews, once his deal is up. Like he's going to demand twelve million plus. You have Tage Thompson at seven point two million. No, exactly. Like Kevin's been much smarter. Yeah, um, doesn't steal. Like everything
1: about it. Like of course, like the Leafs were a little bit desperate to get Marner and, and Matthews. Yeah, and we're done. But I'm just talking to specific type of players. Um, oh
0: no, no, but that's why I agree with you, though. But this is where I think that Buffalo could be better than the Leafs is because. You have that flat, you know, you're, you're getting probably 10, $11 million a season. Yeah. What I mean, I don't know what power is going to demand. Now, when he played last year, they burned the first year of his entry level deal, I believe, right? I think so. Yeah. And now this second year. So this third year, it's entry levels are three year deals. They're, you know, he's eligible to get re signed or probably extended, I would say, this offseason. I would imagine, right? Well, I think
1: I would say it's either yeah, either this
0: offseason or during the year next
1: yeah. year. Yeah,
0: I think you got to do exactly with him what you've been doing with Samuelson, what you've been doing. You got to lock him in, all of these guys in long term. I mean, what's what is Owen Power going to demand? Like, is he going to demand seven, eight million.
1: million? Not, I pretend I think as good as he's been this year. Um, I was even watching him today. The, the the things he does is oh, for sure he's uncanny so I, I if he can he's only gonna get better obviously I I think I saw someone uh say the combo between Darlene and power could be upwards of 21 million um they could demand the to, exact same price
0: I tend to agree obviously where he lacks in the offensive output that Darlene has was yeah. where maybe if you're Kevin Adams you try and get in in his ear this off season and say hey we'll give you this same same term. 2030, 8 million dollars on the table right now and see if he takes it cuz I think he's worth every penny. He will be worth every penny. And if yeah. he takes that and you lock up Darlene 10, 11 million dollars a year and you get those two under 20 million dollars a season, like and you could have and you could have Samuelson, Darlene, um Tage Thompson, Cousins and all Owen Powers all for five all five of those guys for under 40 million. Yeah. Like that is where and going back to your point, you could do better than where the, where the Leafs are, and give yourself that flexibility because it, it's not that Kyle Dubis doesn't want to be like bring that type of makeup to his team. Like, he's tried it with Wayne Simmons, you know. Yeah. He's tried it with um, didn't he have Kyle Clifford too for a moment? I think so. Yeah, like he's tried, you know. But those guys at that at that point in their career can only offer you so much. For sure, um, it's not like you're getting the Wayne Simmons from you know you know, his early, day, early days in Philly that gives you that scoring touch. He's, he yeah. wasn't a guy anymore. Um he, It's kind of like you're getting, you know, a, a less, like, Akposo is like a poor, like a, you know, isn't a guy who's going to go out there and be as physical as Wayne Simmons or, you know, fight as much as, Saint Wayne Simmons would. You know, that's not an indictment against Kyle Akposo. No. But – Um, You're going to give yourself the flexibility to go find those guys who can play a tougher, meaner game, but still provide you depth scoring and not just be there to fill a roster spot and set you send out there for eight to 10 minutes a night.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, That's absolutely got to be the target. Um, I'm not sure from a forward perspective in the bottom six exact names that are available. I feel like we should we should definitely look into that because that's what the fan base is going to be clamoring for. Um, the defense wasn't like necessarily the issue tonight, because if you're being outshot 30 to four in the second period, like have as good a defense as you want. It's just, it, that doesn't matter. Um, I, I, Tage Tuck and Skinner generated some chances, but like, even, even they, like they can get shut down pretty easily. So like if a team is going to throw all of their eggs in the basket and in, in terms of shutting down the guys that they need to shut down, like you got to have some secondary support and the Sabres, on a consistent basis obviously they've gotten it here and there in certain games from Olafson and yeah middle stat here and there and obviously early on with the with the kid line with Paterka Quinn and cousins but at least recently um, it hasn't been there so that is it's got to be a point of emphasis moving forward
0: yeah I, I couldn't agree with you more uh just a recap obviously we'll, we'll go over the game notes here in a little bit but a lot has happened in the NHL obviously over the last week since me and you were both on together. Uh, obviously, the big deal uh, off the island with uh, Bo Horvat getting dealt to uh, the Islanders. I don't think we've been able to touch on that and what that, you know, they locked him into an extension to. Um, you know, the chips are starting to fall uh, in terms of who, who else was just traded as well to the Rangers. go to the Rangers, which is a, you know, that kind of. I guess that was a head-scratching move for Patrick Kane, even though he didn't let anybody yeah, he was, know he was, he was pissed about it. I, which I don't understand, because it's not yeah. like he was public about wanting to leave. He No. Uh, what, up until that point, from what I knew, like, he was looking to pot, potentially sign an extension. been mentioned things
1: in the past few weeks about, like, yeah, like, if
0: the right opportunity presents
1: itself. Um, but I the way he talked about it yesterday, I've actually never seen a player, like, publicly comment on a trade like that until yesterday. Um mm-hmm. It's really strange. Like, you can tell he's unhappy. And it seemed like the Rangers was was where he wanted to go. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Terrence, I don't want him him in Buffalo. No, uh, the way he's been, of course, like, I think you take his performance this season with a grain of salt, given how bad the Blackhawks are and the lack of opportunities he's had. But at this point in his career, like, he's not the type of guy we need, at least at this juncture, as we've talked about, like, the lack of grit, the lack of physicality the lack of just creating scoring chances on your own, like he's not going to do that at this point in his career. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I I think everybody's in agreement for the first time ever. Like, yeah, we can, we can punt on Kane, at least at this deadline and maybe see yeah. what happens in the off season. Um, yeah. That will be widely like determined based upon like what, what Kevin does in these next few weeks. So, and he'll
0: be, he'll be what? Uh, I think he's 34 now. Yeah. I believe. Right.
1: But, like, in the right environment, like, his game but, would be great. You know, like, you slot him in on a first and second line on a really good team, whether that's the Bruins or the Hurricanes or even – they wouldn't trade him out west probably. But, like, yeah, like, if you put him in the right environment, he'll be great. He's got some of the best hands in the league still, and he always yeah. will as long as he's there. Um,
0: People are speculating with Dallas. If he's a true Buffalonian, he'll never go to Dallas or Toronto. <laughs> Stay away. That, that,
1: would be, that would be a real gut punch. Um, but <laughs> – I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the Terry Enko deal was interesting though. Like, uh, a few, a few of my friends who are Rangers fans weren't necessarily happy with it. I mean, he scored in his first shot, I think the other night, nice um, which Pretty quick. encouraging, um, he's obviously another very skilled player who doesn't really contribute on, on the defensive end. Um, the Rangers do have a lot of that and their defensive core is obviously really good. So maybe he's the, Love
0: perfect, Andre Miller. yeah,
1: he's the potentially the perfect fit for them. Um, he obviously has an incredible amount of skill. So we'll see what happens with that. I mean, if you have Shisterkin in the net and you add guys that can put the puck in the net, like you're you're in pretty good shape. I think they were my preseason cup pick, to be honest, just with how amazing Shisterkin can be at a yeah. yeah, scene.
0: So you know, uh, that's like when we went from Hashak to Miller, going from Lundqvist to Shisterkin. That's got to be nice, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> Obviously, the Bruins have
1: kind of got rid of – any doubt of who the favorite is now? Um, I miss Allmark more and yeah, more.
0: Lehman's a guy that could be, you know, on a different team come next year. because they are
1: sure. like, not going to need him. They, they don't need to split up yeah. that split anymore. Like, you, I, we saw it with Allmark. I, I said every season he was here how unbelievably good he could be on a team with a better defensive system, oh. with, with better-skilled players, with forwards that could actually score. And you're seeing it now. Like, he's a very, very good goalie.
0: Uh, I always knew he had the ability to be a, a legitimate one. A uh, what irritated me uh, is that I thought they should have traded him at the deadline um, when he did, when he did not want to sign uh, in season. I think, you know, for me, you look at the history of that decision. You know, we, we've dealt with that here in Buffalo. Chris jury did that, you know, when he was going to his UFA year, he didn't want to be distracted uh with contract negotiations in season where yeah. for me i mean wouldn't you want to get that done and over with and have it in the rear view rather than you know deal with the constant questions from the media when you hear players say, say stuff like that it usually means that they're packing their shit
1: yeah but the, the, i mean yeah. if i were like if i were all mark like of course why would you want to? yeah the types of the lack of support he had his entire time he yeah. was here um i also read something that Regier also didn't like to do contracts during the season for some reason. I'm glad that Kevin Adams doesn't have that policy. Yeah. Uh, as we've seen with cousins and, and whoever else they've signed during the year. But, um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. I mean, Allmark would have been – he would have helped this team significantly. I think yeah. uh, the defense isn't great, but he's much farther along than where UPL is right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they still got to figure out the net. Thankfully, Levi looks great. Um His performance in the beanpot the other night
0: was Oh, my God. Well, he just had a 50-plus save performance, I think, last night, right? I didn't see
1: that, but the dude is... He's incredible. That glove save he had in the beanpot when they were up 2-0. Oh, against
0: BU was unbelievable. He is
1: so good. He tracks the puck as well as any goalie prospect I've seen in a long time. He's so quick. He, His angles, his squaring of the shot, everything about his game aside from his height, which with the way he plays, I think he plays bigger than he is. Um, yeah, as, as a goalie nerd, I just, I cannot wait to see what he can do. Um, yeah. he plays the way I want to play. Every time I play, sometimes I'm just like be a little bit more like Levi, be a little bit more
0: like Levi. Yeah. Right. Be, I, as,
1: uh, I, I, be as good on your edges, be as aware of where the puck is going at all times. But, um, now he's, he's unbelievable. And that, I, that's the conversation we might have to get into if we keep going I, along this, 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 path that we're going on is the future
0: i uh i skated early this morning from seven to eight uh with a bunch of the 11 day power play guys at harbor center and um like during the set i was i saw his gassed going into the game uh the, watching the game today and it it was funny it, first period ended two nothing obviously you only had four shots on that, but two goals to show for it um and uh I just kinda of dozed off after the puck drop to start the second period. And I remember I couldn't remember you know, it was around the ten minute mark of the second period when I woke up, but I probably slept for a little bit longer than that you know when we take whistles into consideration. If I woke up and it was four to two, I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like what? It was two nothing, but I fell asleep. <laughs> like escalated really, really quickly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, literally. Um but uh yeah, I, I just again, you know, I I, I rewound it and watched the sloppy play and just it literally looked just like they had ankle weights on all of them, yeah, like in their own zone when they were pinned, like just the inability to get to lose pucks, win puck battles, get in lanes, like it just wasn't there. The Calgary Flames were just having their way with us, and yeah. it literally, it look, it, it, this is okay. This is the perfect way to explain it. It looks like in practice, when you're running the power play and you have the, the, the penalty kill. Hold their sticks upside down. Yeah, that's literally what it felt like. It's like they're not getting their their sticks on pucks. Nothing. There's just there was no there was no battle winning at all. And uh again, I mean, again, I don't like to use as an excuse. I hope that's what it is. You know, the party and they maybe they did in Cancun or wherever the fuck they were. uh the and just,
1: Was the it Atl- the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas? I was oh was the Bahamas. Close- I was following closely all week. It looked like a great time.
0: Yeah, it looks like they had a blast. I mean, again, you want to have those times with your teammates sometimes. But young kids, I mean,
1: you can't tell them not to. You know? Yeah, no, you um, can't.
0: You, you can't. You know, I, I don't
1: blame them. Like, I think they're young. Like, When I, when I did that at, at that age, like, you can recover quickly from something like that. Yeah. They got back. I think they left on Wednesday, and they had Thursday and Friday in Buffalo to recalibrate their bodies. I don't necessarily think that's the reason. Um, the Flames are a good team. And as we'll see on Monday, the Kings are a really good team. Um, they have a similar level of skill and speed that the Sabres do, but they also, as we've discussed, they have that physicality. Yeah. If the Sears play like that on, on Monday night, they're going to get run out of the building, and I may run out of the building myself.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised more fans didn't run out of the building today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they went up five to two. After I that, Buffalo's come, come back from those deficits uh, plenty of times this season. For sure. But, but, uh, that's it. Yeah, this team just hates two goal leads. By the way, they just fucking hate it. The worst uh, in hockey, it is. But this team especially despise it. Um, literally, just and and on Sabretooth's birthday too. Oh, of all days I hate to see it. Hate my it.
1: I just found it funny that they actually they have like an actual birthday for their mascot. Like who does that?
0: Yeah, I've, I, this is the first time I have ever heard of anybody celebrating yeah. the mascots. Uh, whatever birthday. you whatever you got to do to. To jump up fan engagement but uh um, yes I, I mean normally you just want to win
1: yeah that, um, that always helps and the way they're performing at home it's just oh it's so bad i don't know what it is it's it's gotten to the point where you start to wonder if they're just in their own heads um of course they didn't play well but that's kind of why i'm excited for this week like they've shown that they can go into a road building against all odds be the underdog and Hopefully ramp up the intensity a little bit. Just get the puck deep. Throw a few hits. You have the skill. You're going to score goals. They've scored goals all season long. Uh, it's You just got to play a, a simplified game. And they've gotten around the teams that have tried to stop them at the blue line, like clog up the neutral zone by dumping it deep, getting your guys down there that can actually skate, Paterka, Cousins, Tuck, and just forecheck. Just grind away until you can get an ugly goal. Not every mm-hmm. goal needs to be – Page toe dragging somebody and going top shelf. Not every goal needs to be a backdoor one timer. Um, Four check, grind it out, shoot the puck, do whatever you can to do to get a dirty goal. That's, yep. that's what we need right now. Um, and unfortunately, it doesn't seem like they're capable of doing that on a consistent basis.
0: And that's and where me and you have talked plenty of times too. That you know you can't un- you can't understate how important it is to have a good bottom six. Yeah. And right now, I mean, at what point are we promoting Peyton Krebs to the second line? It's gotta be soon. I mean, like, 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 yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, I'm sure there's some, some kid, some people in the analytics side of things that want to point to that line. It's like, well, they're doing this or, well, I mean, they disappear too often. Yeah. Like, you brought Quinn and you drafted Quinn to be a goal scorer. He is not a goal scorer right now. Uh, I mean, who do you value more right now? Do you value uh, Jack Quinn or JJ Paterica more? I'm JJ Paterica.
1: Yeah. I mean, he plays a much more complete
0: game. Yeah. Like that's a guy in the playoffs. I want more on my roster than probably right now than Jack Quinn. Cause yeah. there's no shootouts <laughs> in, in, in the playoffs. For sure. Like, which is a, you know, it's a nice advantage to have, you know, he has filthy hands, but um, he just disappears. And it's, again, he's still young. He's what, 22? Yeah. Like, he's young. Paterika's young. Um, but Peyton Krebs, after that long, long scoring slump to start the season, he's really, really turned it around playing with Gurgan since and Akposo. And maybe, and, I, and I've said this before, maybe this is a situation where you got to take one of those guys, in my opinion, it should be Quinn, Put him down there with those, them two. Make him learn how to play a more physical brand of hockey. And when I say that, not be a guy who goes out there and looks just to be physical, but do exactly what Peyton Krebs has done down there. Yeah, like, Not fight, but, you know, win board battles. Engage in front of the net. Uh, You know, just, you know, play a, play a brand of hockey that has a little bit of sandpaper in it. Um, Because that was that's what Peyton Krebs has done now and it's really it's really been a big positive for his game playing with Gergensen and Akposo so, so I think that that is if I'm Granado that that's the next move I'm making is finding a way that makes sense to get Peyton Krebs on that second line I know I think he's centering that line down there with them right now but he has shown he can play on the wing yep um find a way to make it happen like that's what I would do
1: yeah you got it you got to yeah. switch up something uh, after those two games, yeah, um, you just got dog walked consecutively at, in your own building. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't know. be surprised if they did. To be honest, like take the night. I don't know. They probably won't practice tomorrow. Um, maybe maybe they would. They do a, oh, do a I'm morning sure. practice and, and fly out um, after that. But yeah, it's, something's gotta something's gotta give. Uh, I think Granado yeah. has. He's at least shown it at certain points he's got a pretty good pulse of the team. And what to tinker with when you're at a real moment of truth. And I think after a game like that, you blow a two goal lead, you're getting outshot 30 to four in the second period um, after a nine day layoff. And you, you put that performance out there. I think he's got a general sense of, all right, we got We got to do something here. So mm-hmm. I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Um, yeah. I, I think, I mean, Anybody not named Alex Tuck, Tage, Thompson, or Jeff Skinner, um, or Dylan Cousins, like you gotta you gotta have at least some brand of physicality if you're gonna contribute to the team. Yep. I don't think you're ever gonna get it from Middlestat Olafson. I think that's kind of a lost cause at this point. Um, and they might not. They might even know that because it, it, what you what you see is what you get with those guys. Um, but if you're Jack Quinn or Paterka or anybody else, like yeah, maybe putting them on the four fine and just having them for check, grind it out, have a new aspect of their game that they can contribute something. Cause otherwise they're not contributing what they're supposed to contribute, which is goals. So yeah, that's not a bad idea.
0: Yeah. I, uh, again, the, like when that top line, if it, I mean, it doesn't really happen very often, but if they're not clicking or they're not having a good night, like your confidence in this team winning a hockey game goes down dramatically. Yeah, um, because your bottom your bottom nine players haven't shown the ability. Your bottom nine forwards haven't shown the ability to put the team. You know, not so you got to put the team on their back, but be consistent enough to pick up the slack when your top three aren't clicking or not playing well. Um, and here's the thing: what if Tage Thompson's knocking going? What injury was worse? What if his injury is worse?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, like we said last time, if you lose him. You can, you can sign and, you, I mean, in. In.
0: Yeah. you know, it, and it's true. It might as well have been when Eichel got hurt, when we had Taylor Hall, the whole expectation was them two together were supposed to be phenomenal. And uh it didn't end up working that way. Eichel was dealing with a lot of injuries during the season and then the eventual neck injury uh that, you know, ended up ending a season, but the God forbid something like that happens to Tage or Tuck or Skinner, and then, I mean, again, Tage, especially a guy who is on pace for close to 60 goals this season yeah. at 35 number for 35 tonight. Uh Those guys go down. Any of those guys go down. Your, your first line takes a hit that your team can't afford to take. Yeah. So. Um, some more comments here. Garbage performance. We got tossed around like school girls on the ice much more by a much more physical team. Oh, we already went over this one. Uh, Kim, uh, Chris, Derek, how pathetic. Just keep looking for fancy plays instead of just shooting it on net. The fact that this team has such a lousy effort in front of their fans. Again, we just we spoke to that at home, but look incredible on the road is BS. Uh, Paramount Pictures, throwing garbage cans. Pay, page right out of Shorzy. Uh, yeah. Season two just announced too, I believe. Uh, yeah, can't wait. UPL is not the answer, present and future. Poor positioning, poor following the puck needs to stand taller. Uh, just get ready for more Mauricio. <laughs> turnovers, turnovers, pastry chefs. Poor puck management, every damn player. Uh, lost cause, no comment, lost words. Always excuses, always apologies, always justification. same old sabers. Unprepared, uninspired. Where's the coaching? Circus act, home games. Pagula, ringleader. Uh, trade for a goaltender. UPL is a scrub, trade him or demote him. Uh get a defenseman Adams family. <laughs> we always get pushed around. Thanks, Adams, for nothing. Quinna sent sending the HL for more seasoning. Uh that's out of the question right now. They'd have to clear waivers, I believe, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah that's out of the question. Uh solutions, solutions help SOS. Uh, that was a grim game, boys. Feels bad, man. Uh, when push comes to shove in the months going into the playoffs, you need to get a tough to get tougher and show the opposition you're not going to break or even – or give into their shit. 100% agree, Chris. If they brought in someone to bring in the physicality up to the front, I fear the coaching staff would turn them into the soft, skilled players that we already have and don't really need. Um I don't know about that. Uh If you bring in a seasoned guy who knows his role, uh that knows – He's not going to be that guy. I don't think that the coaching staff would try and turn him into, you know, to be a skill guy. I think yeah. that he would serve his purpose in the bottom six. Yeah. Um, I sure would hope not. That would be, no, that'd be wild.
1: That would be a. Uh, yeah.
0: But, yeah. Hey, bring in Ryan Reeves and just throw him in your top, throw him in your, on your second line. Let's go, God. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're going to get that line off the ground. Uh, yeah. well, I, uh, again, I, I don't know what it's going to take. I don't know. What the next month has, I, I said this morning after hockey in the locker, room. with uh, the boys that you know, this next two weeks are going to determine a lot, I think, of what Kevin Adams' decisions will be at the deadline because every point from here out matters so much. And you can't really afford to have stinkers like this. No. Like, even getting loser points, like, they matter so much right now. I mean, you get a loser point, you're still only, what, one point? You'd be two points back from Pittsburgh right now instead of three. Yeah. You know, find weight, you know, you got to grind, you know, and to, to the point of being a tough rock team, grind out games to make sure they get to overtime, even when you're not having your best game, to get those loser points. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what has to be done. I don't know who's available out there. Obviously, two big names just came off the board and, and uh, uh, Tarasenko and Horvat. Um, And, again, I'm not looking – I don't think you're going to see a big splash out of Kevin Adams, but – um, something needs to be done. Um, you need to send it, not just a message to your team, but a message to the fan base that you truly care about winning and truly care about changing the culture and allowing another late season collapse it is not showing that you care about improving the culture and keeping the fans around. Yeah. Dilucent?
1: That that would, that would be a crippling blow to the trajectory of this yeah. team, yes. um, everything that they've done to win, win back the uh, the fan base, to win back the feeling, to remind everybody of oh five oh six, to remind everybody of oh six oh seven, and even of like two thousand eleven when when they made the, the playoffs and eventually lost the seven games to the fires. Like that team was, yeah. The last time we went, like, that team at least was exciting, encouraging. And they, they had, of course they had Ryan Miller, uh, which is the, the ultimate uh, question moving forward. Like who is going to take this net and not give it back. And my opinion, it's going to be Devin Levi, but we're going to have to wait a couple of years for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, in the meantime, you don't have that a hundred percent sure answer and goal. And I, I still, I'm not going to give up on UPL because he's made strides. Like he's, he's been great. Um, but while you don't have that sure thing, you need to do whatever you can to fill out that bottom six to make your defense at least passable because right now it's kind of a joke. And if you're not going to score four or five goals a night. You're going to lose every single game. So yeah, this upcoming road trip is is do or die. Um, it really is. If they, if they lose all three, you may, you maybe just mail it in. Um, if you win one of three, maybe that encourages you more to make a deal. And if you even win two or three or three of three, maybe that like, signals like okay like we had two really really bad games and we played better on the road but
0: that'd be this- the ultimate conundrum if you, if you go three for three win all three on the road and like you, you come out you come home and you but just like, can't figure we, it out we
1: would all be happy with that like of course there could be a trend like they don't play as well at home and like yeah that needs to be addressed but if they win all three in this road trip like monday's gonna be tough the kings are a very good team um and they are they've they're at the end of their build right now, and they obviously brought in Fiala to, to help with that, and it seems like it's worked. Um, but the Ducks and the Sharks, like, you absolutely have to win those. You need four of six. If you don't get four of six,
0: Yeah.
1: see you later. Uh, I mean, the Capitals are up one nothing on the Bruins right now. Um, so it's, it's going to get scary pretty quickly once these teams round into form. I, the Panthers, who we all thought likely – potentially could have won the Atlantic this year. Uh, they're coming on strong. You saw Kachuk yeah. in, the All-Star, in the All-Star game. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and they have so much skill. Like, they're similar, similarly constructed as the Sabres are, but they probably have more skill. Um, and they, like, is is not as much physicality as they have as, like, the Bruins. They probably have more than the Sabres. Every team in the league probably has more than the Sabres. And we saw that today. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's
0: it's yeah. going to get real pretty quickly here. Awesome. You just need to get tougher. Uh speaking of the All-Star game, uh skills competition, horrendous. Yeah, I didn't watch much of it. It put me to yeah. sleep. It was so bad. It was um so no cringe. It's just we, like, what are we doing? Yeah. We posted a video from the two We posted that video from the two goals one mic uh handle and about of the ninety-nine or ninety-eight skills competition it's and how awesome. much better that looked, even with the grainy video. Like it was just like they were all smiling. They were all having fun. It was quick. The breakaway relay. It really showcased what was great about the players back then. You know, you know they actually used the helmet cam the entire time, whereas yeah. I think you got barely any use out of it this year. And just the gimmicky stuff. The whole golf shot that was so fucking stupid. And like you could tell the players wanted nothing to do with the stupid questions they were being asked. Like it's just dumb. But uh, it did seem like the Atlantic team was getting into it during the actual game itself. Yeah. Um, uh looks like they were having a little bit of fun. Um and then he, he, like that kind of stuff. I mean, I would even be in favor of just going back to the 5 on 5 east versus west. Like just just, just do that. Mic up the players, mic up the the the, the right players that are going to, you know, make the best of it and make it entertaining like the way you guys like the way they used to do with like Jeremy Roenick back in the day who was always very outspoken. Actually, uh, one of the only players ever in the history of the game to actually throw hits during the all-star game. And he hit the same player all th- he, he did it three times. And he, it was the same player all three times. And it was a coincidence. He didn't mean to, he, he, ad- he addressed this on a podcast. Uh Do you know what player that was? No, I don't. Alexi Jitnik. He hit him three <laughs> different times in three different all-star games. And it was, he wasn't targeting him. He just happened to be the guy Uh not saying you got to go out there and hit people, but just, you know, find guys that are entertaining and make it fun for the people watching at home. Um, and enough with the gimmicks in, 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 you know, in the, uh, in the skills comp, like just, I don't need it. I I really don't need it. (laughs) Like, I mean, if you're, if you're hoping
1: for Gary Bettman to make meaningful and and intangible change to any of this, like don't hold your breath. He doesn't care. I think he's, he's getting everything he, uh, can possibly can out of this job. And he will until he, he kicks the can, to be honest. Like, I honestly do not think he cares about the the quality of the game, the health of the league, anything other than that. And I think he's shown that over the years. I mean, the ESPN deal, I think is obviously the best thing that's happened to hockey in a long time. Same with TNT. But other than that, which is just broadcast money for the league, he doesn't care. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to have focus groups. He's not going to ask anybody their opinion because for him, like, it's a niche sport. It's the fourth most popular sport in, in North America, and it always will be. So, um yeah, as long so. as he's at the helm, I don't think anything's going
0: to change. Do you remember uh it was a show, NHL Cool Shots? Not often. That a little, really, I'm a little bit older than you, but it was a show that they used to do just on, on ESPN. It was fucking awesome, even back. I remember they unveiled – they they almost unveiled the Sabres jerseys once, uh the Goathead jersey once on NHL Cool Shots. They did, like, a – an almost reveal show is pretty cool. But there was this one episode where this one, this one girl was interviewing Paul Valbure and he started hitting on her in Russian. It was so cringy, but it was so funny. Uh, Chris Peters, uh, uh, you know, friend of the program did an article on it once when he was working with ESPN and he goes like, he kept on like trying to teach her Russian. And she goes, Oh, what does that mean? He's like, Oh, it means you are beautiful. You are beautiful. (laughs) Haitt, One of the Not greatest, rush, one of the greatest hockey players of his time and his era. And personally, in my opinion, you know, I know a veteran's chasing Gretzky, but I think Berre would have made it interesting had he had a full, healthy career uh, in a terms of you know where he'd be in terms of the goal-scoring kings. Because that guy averaged fifty goals a season when he was healthy. Yeah, he had a couple times, yes. and right. that was in the dead puck era where you know you ha- you still had two-line passes and things like that. Uh, you know, I couldn't have only imagined. You know, had he been healthy, come coming out of like the lockout years, you know, even a little bit in old age, you know, what he can be able to do. But uh, yeah, just, just you know, entertainment and content the NHL used to put out back in the day, I enjoyed that more back then, as you know, even though I was a kid. Than yeah. what I see now, it's just fucking garbage. Even the ESPN deal, it's like you have to you have to fucking subscribe to ESPN Plus. It's stupid. Like It is nice for out of towners.
1: The fact that I can watch every single Sabres game with just the click of a button is. Oh, so man,
0: it, it, I'm sure it's great. It's great. Yeah. But you know, for those people who already live in Buffalo, <laughs> like yeah. why do I have to subscribe to this to watch these games? Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's dumb. But yeah, for out of towners, it's, it's amazing.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. I guess I, like I that in terms of fixing that in the pro bowl, NFL pro bowl, they actually had fun. Like, yeah. like football, you can tell they were having fun. It was definitely so,
1: better. It was definitely better than the actual like, game that they'd done in the past. Cause that yeah. was pointless. Um, yeah, I mean that's a step in the right
0: direction for sure. But, but at the same David time Manning coming on the off the field at the end of the game and freaking out on the ref. Yeah. That was great. <laughs> that's fantastic.
1: But at the end of the day, they're just they're just doing these things to fill time, to fill sponsorship requirements. Yeah. Um it's it's hard to say like what's the perfect answer for it,
0: but obviously the, the oh, NHL All Star game can do a, a lot a lot better than lot what better. they've done recently. Yeah. Or, um, we'll just go fucking play on a pond at this point if you're gonna keep mix. Yeah. Next- Seriously, roller hockey. Or, or make the all-star game an outdoor game then. Like, I don't, even, I don't know what you got to do. Yeah. Like go play it at Lake Tahoe again. Like you did that one game during the, during COVID yeah. Like figure something out, man. Like, because you know, it's losing more and more interest every single year. And that skills competition was so fucking pathetic. Just, I would just go back to the old skills of the late nineties, early two thousands when t- players actually gave a shit. That's just my opinion. But uh... do you have anything
1: else? Not that I wouldn't rehash from what we've said already. I think, obviously, you have to you have to look at this one and, and try to compartmentalize like what happened in terms of the lack of effort or the lack of scoring opportunities. Obviously, defense has been an issue all season long, but you look at it for maybe tonight, you forget about it, and then you do whatever you possibly can to get four or five or six on this road trip. Because if you don't do that, it it could be over before the end of February. Um, And I think that's not what a lot of fans want to hear. I'm usually pretty optimistic when it comes to the Sabres, but they've shown me time and time again that this is the time of the year, or even prior to this, unfortunately, that they have not performed. Um, When it gets tough, when it gets physical, um, and if they don't show something on Monday night against a really good Kings team – it's going to be really, really ugly moving forward. So I hope they do. I hope they change something up. Granados maybe switches up the line, switches up the defense, maybe, maybe bring somebody up. I don't know. Bring them on the trip, do something to wake these guys up because otherwise it, it could get really
0: bad. Who's uh, God? Who is it? The, the big boy down in Rochester. Um, forward, I forget his name. Uh, he plays a little bit of a heavier game. Not an HL ready, but a guy that maybe you could bring into your lineup as, you know,
1: you want to bring someone on the trip just to send a message? Yeah, do
0: it. Hundred percent. I, I would. I would be in favor of that.
1: Sit down, Quinn. Sit down, somebody. Sit down. Sits on middle at this point. I know he scored a goal today, but other than that, like I don't know, man. You got. You got to send a message. Um, you have to. If they don't. If they don't, at least perform somewhat admirably on Monday. Night. Yeah. Like I think the Ducks game's probably in question, and same with the Sharks. So we'll see do what that. happens. It's not. It's not over yet. Um, still
0: got three games no, it's not over yet. It ain't over till it's over. No, nope, no. Nope. Uh, we still got time
1: in a much better position than they, they usually are. So per,
0: per Chris Johnson on Twitter at reporter Chris, word is the San Jose Sharks and Oilers have re-engaged on Eric Car Eric Carlson trade discussions. There are considerable financial hurdles on both ends, but it's at least the second time this season they've explored a potential fit. Is that Connor McDavid putting pressure on management? Probably, I mean, I have to imagine, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, well, I don't necessarily think he's that type of guy, but maybe subliminally, uh, they all know that they're not going to win the West with with how they're currently constructed. You bring no. in a guy like Eric Carlson, obviously, like he's not going to fix healthy. Their...
0: If he stays not healthy, I'm up.
1: But like, imagine him on that power play. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
0: Like, They'd be unstoppable. They would absolutely be unstoppable. Uh,
1: I was watching his his assist this season. I think Dmitry uh, Filipovich um, over the, the Athletic, or I forget who he works for, but maybe Sportsnet, but either way, he tweeted out all of Eric, uh, Eric Carlson's, he called them dimes this season. I think 75% of them were to Timo Meyer, but some of the passes and plays he's made this year are just drop, jaw-dropping.
0: Yeah. Like, it's Eric Carlson from the Senators back in the day. Like, he is as good as he's yeah. ever been. Um, we did the so. same thing with Dalene too. I, I think we posted it uh, right around the All-Star break. Um, I took the, from Dimitri on um, Darlene and his ability. They weren't all goals scored or even assists, but just the, the plays he's made with uh, that toe drag of his yeah. at the blue line and using patience and finding finding and Creating lane. space and just yeah.
1: doing anything you can to to use the amount of ice that's given to you to to create chances. That's what the game's all yeah. about. Uh, They didn't do any of that today, uh, which is really, really unfortunate. But, yeah, Carlson with McDavid and Dreisaitl would be something to behold.
0: It would be. It absolutely would. Um, And, I mean, the power play is, honestly, if this team does make a push to make a playoff spot, I think that's the only reason I would even keep Olofsson around just for that second unit and stability there just because, I mean, special teams are crucial when it comes to the postseason, and, I would say not now I'm not saying this in terms of next season because I think he's good's he's gone after next season. Uh, you know because he's got one year left on that bridge deal or that from the arbitrator that he took. Um, but um, I think power play his ability to, to bolster that second unit or even in times when he fills down the first unit, there is value there especially in the playoffs. but that being said, I think there are plenty of other players on this team that are very expendable, uh, when it comes, not plenty, but there are other players more so than him that are expendable to help improve this team, to make them more fit for, to play in the playoffs. For sure. Um, but yeah, that's all I got, man. Uh, always pleasure to get on here with you. For sure. Um, you and, know,
1: uh, I'll be, uh, I'll be in the building on Monday night. So if anything goes uh, down, I, have, I will... have you
0: live tweet, bud. Something yeah.
1: I'll, uh, I'll do whatever, I'll do whatever I need to do. It's always a good time down at, uh, crypto.com arena formerly known yeah. as Staples center uh we got a 24 person box uh next to a box of i think 19 other sabers fans so i hope i hope it doesn't freak them out but there's going to be a lot of sabers fans in the building
0: Good uh, effort, man
1: they'll, they'll hear us we're going to be pretty there's a, there,
0: there is a there's a page on twitter the display sabers fans
1: yeah you sure you get
0: in on that man
1: yeah we'll uh we'll try to there's bring luck Believe me, we've uh, we've started the uh, the shout chant in the in the halls yeah. of Staples Center. I'll
0: have, to, I'll have to get some I'll Kings. have, to, I'll have to get some two goalies, one Mike uh, business cards made up and send them out to you and start handing them out over there. Yeah, Kings Dallas. fans are Kings fans are an absolute joke. Uh, so it's not it's not that much of an accomplishment to
1: take over that building. Uh, mm-hmm. But we've played well over the years there, uh, especially yep. recently. So
0: hopefully, uh,
1: God God willing, we do that
0: on Monday. I agree. Uh, with that being said, man, you know, I'll hang up and listen. I hope everybody, uh, enjoys the rest of their Saturday more so than the previous couple hours of Sabres hockey. And, uh, you know, we'll catch you next time. Hopefully, you know, if we, me and you can rip another episode of two goalies on Mike here soon, um, hopefully a Cully on with us, but, uh, you know, until next time I am Dwayne for Cully, Connor Hurley here, uh, all the way from, uh, California chiming in for alling up and listen. Uh you guys have a great weekend and let's go sabers. Hey everybody, this is Dwayne from Two goalies on Mike, a show where we give you a behind the mask coverage of the greatest sport on earth, whether it be happening right here in Buffalo or around the hockey world. Now you might be thinking, "Hey Dwayne, why would I want to hear what you two idiots have to say about hockey?"